time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organise Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've been playing What Next? But as usual, business first. Just got one bit of business. Uh, you remember Earth Rising from our first promo side? Oh, yes. So their Kickstarter launched yesterday. Uh, they're already 58% funded at time oh, wow. of recording. Uh, so that's brilliant news. Um, so that means you've got about another 30-odd days uh, to oh, get that other half amazing. of it paid. I mean, easily. easily well, that's yeah. Hopefully, yeah. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. And obviously, if you haven't listened to our promo episode on Earth Rising, give that a listen and hopefully get on over to Kickstarter and back it some dollars, please. Mm. All non-compliance will be reported. Right, yeah. So, as I said, this time we've been playing What Next? It's your turn to read the box. Ah, okay. How would you escape from a rampaging 40-foot koala? We didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Would you grab a vine and swing to safety? Well, you'd have to flip the... Hang on, let me say that again, and you have to edit this out. I'm sure I will. Would you grab a vine and swing to safety? Hang on, let me do that again. What is the problem? What's going on here? Because you're talking over me. (laughs) No, I wasn't. Well, we're going to edit this out anyway, so it doesn't matter. Would you grab a vine and swing to safety? Well, you'd have to flip the card into the air and catch it first. Or maybe you'd choose to dash across that old rope bridge. If so, you need to carefully flick the puck into the right zone, otherwise you'd fall off. In what next, all the players must work together as they make their way through three exciting adventures. To reach the end and win the game, you'll each have to master the challenges you meet along the way and avoid as much peril as you can. Uh, So it says three action-packed adventures, it's a family game, a party game, one to four players, uh, and it's got one, two, three here, so it says one, turn over a card, pick your path, two, complete one of the 60 plus different challenges including puck flicking, shape building card, throwing, and more. <laughs> Whatever, you know what I mean. Shape building card, throwing. <laughs> shape building, card throwing, and more. And number three, if you fail, add a block to your peril tower. If it topples, it's back to the beginning. <laughs> wow. So it's a nice box as well. It is. Well, that was the very first... Is that why you chose it? Is this why you bought it? ...thing I noticed. Uh-huh. No, I bought it because I. it was on my list, and I'd seen it advertised on mm. the internet. So it looked uh, good. Yeah. So basically, it's in the same vein as um, the sort of choose-your-own-adventure sort of stories, like House of Danger, like Spire's End, like Escape the Dark Sector. Um, Not the Dark Sector, the Dark Castle. Um, Meaning it's cards with a story on? Yes, it's story cards and you choose different paths, etc. However, the thing that sets this apart, as it said on the box, is that rather than just turn to card blah, sometimes you have to do these uh, different challenges which might decide your outcome. So there's four main types of challenges uh, and we did, we had a go at each of them, I think, didn't we? So one of them is flicking this puck. Um, there's like, you know, like, is it shuffleboard? Is that a game? Shove halfpenny. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Shove halfpenny. Shove halfpenny. What's that? I think that's like shuffle. What shuffle? What do you mean by shuffleboard? Is it like you have a thing and you bez it along the floor and there's different marks. Oh. That is a shove halfpenny. Okay, that then. So you've got this length of card and it has different zones and there's like a lovely plastic puck and you have to flick it and different cards will tell you. So to succeed this challenge, you've got to get it into this zone or you've got to get it past this zone or whatever. So that might be... It's just another way of deciding, isn't it? It's a pass or fail rather than will yeah, you do this or will you do that. Or like coin games, especially whatever Yes. coin party games you can think of is probably in this thing. Absolutely. Um, the other type is, what's this? Tangrams, isn't it? 
isn't it? You know those tangrams? There's like shapes and you get a bigger shape. So can you arrange these little tiles into the shape of a swan or whatever? That's tangrams, yeah. isn't it? I've never heard of the word tangrams I'm before. sure that's their name. That's what they're called. Anyway, so you had to do a puzzle. We were fixing the wheel on a minecart and you had to repair the wheel by making the shape of it using these symbols. Um, in 40 seconds, wasn't it? Yeah, I did it as well. You did. You managed that one. Well done. So you've got the shuffleboardy one, the tangramsy one. Um, item searchy puzzle. So there's a bag full of lots of different shaped tiles and you get a card. Like if you want to find an item, it will say you've got X amount of seconds. I think you had 40 seconds again, didn't you? 40 seconds and you've got a blindly try and pick by feel alone the right shape out of the um, thing. But they're not like regular shapes, are they? They're not, you know, there's not a triangle, a circle and whatever. They're all just sort of geometric blobs. And some of them are quite similar. So when you're shoving your hand in the bag trying to find the shape, yes. it's, it, it's not, it sounds like you're like, hang on, that's really easy. But actually in practice, true. it's not then when as you, easy. I mean, I did it. You did. But... And when you think about it, like 40 seconds is quite a long time. Mm just picking tiles out yeah, of that's fine. You'd have to be very unlucky. I mean, I must say, obviously you're only allowed to pick one tile at a time and you have to put it back into the bag each time. So I guess because take a bit time, the shapes yeah. are quite similar, you might just keep mm. picking the same it's one out. It's a family game as well. True. Well, you've brought this up now because... Oh, it's got to be fairly easy. I suppose, it's yeah. Got, it's got to be possible. Yeah, well, it was possible. You did it. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> you're the equivalent of a small child <laughs> no, when it comes to gaming skill. <laughs> you said family game, that implies small children. Uh, no. Anyway, so shuffleboard, tangrams, picking stuff out of a bag. And the, the fourth kind of challenge is more of like a random one. So the box mentioned uh, flipping a card and catching it. There was one where I had to put the card on one end of the table and try and twat the puck into the card. You had a good one. You had to build a pile, didn't you? A stack of counters and then flick the puck so hard that it knocked the bottom one out, but the rest of the pile didn't fall over. I don't think that's possible. That's like a difficult challenge. That's setting you up to lose surely yeah that was in, that was I mean it's probably a fluke if you get that one yeah they said there was like 60 challenges so probably they were just like oh let's just put this in just yeah but I guess but like specific because like so specific story events direct you to specific challenges so obviously that was meant to be a really difficult part of the story that you yeah, had to be super lucky yeah it was luck that one yes okay Um. so yeah that was the four do you think there's enough variety of the challenges to make it interesting mm. it seemed to us um, and I'm sure they've spaced them out. Like we had one, we didn't have like two in a row of the same thing or anything. No, no. So it's probably designed that way. Definitely. That you get different things. So I, yeah, I mean, you can't have so many that you're working at all different things out all the time. Because then actually you get to know some of them because you're not going to do them all the first time. No. So you get another go. You're like, oh, I didn't do that one. But then next time it comes round, you're really like, right, I have an idea now and I can be like ready to shove that puck. True. But I think there's a good enough mix of like skill and luck and chance it's not something you could master because so like for instance okay we were in a minecart will you go left or right and that was literally just flip a coin wasn't it and whichever side it lands on that's the way you go we can't control that but the the shuffleboardy one i suppose you could master that so that you're so good so that whatever zone it tells you you would get it to land mm. into but the picking things randomly out of the tile bag that's just fluke isn't it and yeah. so there's enough that each time you play it i think it would be different mm -hmm. yes you attempt to climb the tree. Okay, got three practice attempts, and I've got to get... Push the puck, right. Uh, 
So I've got to get the puck anywhere in those four. Okay. Pick five feral pieces and stack them up in the middle of the table. Flick or slide the puck at the pile, removing just the bottom piece without the pile falling over. <laughs> that's going to be impossible. So that's got basically... You've got to flick it so hard that it knocks the bottom one out and the rest of the tower stays. Oh, that's not going to happen, is it? It's going to have to be really hard. Uh -huh. That's not bad. It's not bad. Oh, too hard. No. Okay. Oh. A bit better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Ah, oh. make that shape. Flip the puck like a coin. What side did it land on? Okay, the other, the, the sort of crucial bit of the game. So obviously we had a story. We'd gone to Koala Island or whatever to rescue this professor. Um, and our aim is to get through the story and find, and to be fair, we did find her, but we weren't very good at rescuing her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but certain events during the story, uh, and particularly if you fail challenges, you have to add things um, called peril. And the peril, there are these sort of tiles, tokens... What would you call them? Tiles, I suppose. That are just geometric sort of shapes of no particular, you know, bit. And you have to build a tower out of them. So the first two are allowed to touch the table, but then anything else gets piled on top. And, you know, they're just basic rock shapes, aren't they? And so the more challenges you fail and the worse you do, the more of these purple rocks that you have to add to this tower. And the idea is that when, if you get it to a point where the tower collapses, Lapses, you've you've lost, you've accrued too much danger, too much peril that the adventure can't continue. This is impossible. I, this is going to be really difficult. I don't think anyone's ever won this game. <laughs> no, but remember the aim, you're not, if you've got more of those on the tower, it's because you've failed challenges and you've done badly. Oh yeah, I suppose. If you keep succeeding the challenges, you, your, to get your pile of peril yeah. will be smaller. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, like five or six, and then you cannot build any more. I don't know, I think you could if you were crafty. Like, we could put one there. There's like 12 people. No, I no. don't think you could. Okay. Because you start with two, you need a wider surface. You can't have it two. Yeah, you're only two, allowed a base of two tiles. Base two and a height, however many. I just think it's impossible. Okay. Yeah, but then the like as I said, the idea is to not suck at the challenges. Yeah, exactly. So you don't have to keep adding yeah. these perils on. Yeah, but that's a good element because, all right, there's only 12, but they're so randomly shaped that you, there are tons of combinations of how you could build this tower. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to agree with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they're very clear in the rules that like anything, so if you knock the table and it falls down, you lose. If you accidentally flick the puck into it and it falls down, you lose. You know, mm, so, yeah, you, so you have to protect. Build out the way, maybe. Build your not tower right out the, the way, not in the middle like we've done. Although <laughs> we didn't lose because it... No. We, I mean, it, it fell down because we were shit, not because we accidentally knocked it or whatever. Famed throughout the world of science, the creature crusaders are the toughest zoologists on the planet. They've swum with man-eating manta rays, walked with toxic turtles, and dug around in the darkest, scariest places nature has to offer. For the past few years, you've worked in the creature crusader lab. So far, you've managed to hide away from all the dangerous missions, never leaving the comfort of your nice, cosy laboratory. Until now. A few weeks ago, your beloved mentor, Professor Stocks, jumped in her speedboat and left for a 
much needed vacation. Naturally, she chose the most mysterious destination she could find, a small island off the coast of Australia, where rumours of strange animal behaviour have begun to surface. You haven't heard from her since she left, and she was due back three days ago. You ring head office, but it's no use. All the other crusaders are busy in Bulgaria trying to track down the legendary veggie vulture. With no one else to turn to, you decide to do something drastic. You pack away the books, rent a boat online, and head into the field for some first-hand science action. Make it back with the professor, and you'll be a bona fide creature crusader for life, presuming you make it back at all. When you wake up, you're on the move. You look down to see that you're being carried away by thousands of tiny ants. Oh. You want some of this? <laughs> its mouth creaks open. Inside, you see a slimy-looking object. You reach inside. We've got to save the koala, okay. surely. Fucking koalas. In front of you, lying unconscious on a gigantic wooden platter, is Professor Stocks. A huge knife and fork sit on either side of her. Mm. The koala's going to eat her. I mean, can you reason with a koala? Mm. But then they are banging drums and they've mm. got cutlery. You raise your arms to show the giant koala that you mean him no harm. This means nothing to him because he's a koala. God <laughs> damn it. You turn and notice a koala, hell-bent on revenge, He's clinging the back koalas. of your cart. Mm, we've done the thing wrong where there's only sort of big ones. <laughs> oh, um, What's could, pointed? Well, something... This one's pointed. And that can go there. Okay. But then what are you going to do after that? I don't know. We need to sort of build a more of a foundation. We've but put ourselves into can, a corner. Can that, well, can that, that's got like a little... No, that's not going to go. You know? No, because if you do that, then where do you go? Well, I don't know. There's nothing, literally there's no other way to do it. Anyway, so there are chances. I mentioned the tile-finding item thing. So there are chances to get items along the way. You only got one. We only got one item, didn't we? It was like a smelly acorn or something. Yeah. <laughs> but what that let us do was it let us remove two peril tiles from the tower. So that, you know... It so bought us a bit more time, It bought us a bit more time, yeah. There are um, items that can reduce the peril. So that's... I mean, I guess, obviously, if we picked a different route along the story, we might have got more items etc there mm. might have been more chance to reduce that peril mountain but yeah obviously we didn't we knocked the peril mountain over and we lost mysterious glowing acorn you crouch down and put your ear to the ground and immediately st get stung by something oh, two skulls do you want to use the acorn to cancel that now, the only other thing, I mean, it was really quick, really simple. It said it would take about 40 minutes. I guess that's if if you if played the story it, through the things, all the way, yeah. I think the chances are, though, of you dying before you got to the end are, are probably greater. Um, now, the only other thing is each story comes with a, a dial and the location cards, like the story cards, are double-sided. There was like a light side and a dark harder side and each time you go to a new location you turn the dial on and if it's on the nighttime space you flip the deck and you have to do the hard dark side so there are some depending on whether you encounter them in the daytime or the nighttime that it might be an easier challenge or a harder challenge mm. and again that's another sort of element of just randomness that would change the story you know okay yes we're going to the same card as we went to last time but last time we did it it was the dark hard side and this time it's the light side so it might be a little bit easier we might get a little bit further and again that just all adds to the sort of i guess the replayability factor of it doesn't it randomize the time of day by closing your eyes and turning the turn dial for three seconds sun is setting um but it's night time so 18 dark side 
the last thing I want to talk about, and it doesn't consciously like mention this or brag about this or anything, but, and especially relevant seeing as we've spoken about Earth Rising, okay, all the components came in paper bags and they were tied oh, up with they? paper. Aww. I mean, this plastic baggie, yeah, I've say. just put them in. Oh, what'd you get rid of the paper ones for? Well, because they were all taped up and I had to rip them. But, um, and the cards, you know, sometimes <laughs> What's cards... What's them giving us paper bags if you're going to replace them with all plastic right. ones? I'm just it? saying, from a production value bit, <laughs> yeah, you they have obviously made a conscious choice to be eco-friendly. Oh, very um, quite often decks of cards are shrink-wrapped. These weren't. These were just tied up with paper bands. Um, you know, so obviously that's positive progress, isn't it, in terms of sustainability? Yeah, you've done a step back by yeah, putting everything in plastic. I know. I haven't put everything in plastic. I just put the <laughs> hand grabs in plastic. But, you know, Laurie and Ree, you would be proud of, <laughs> of this. They have uh, uh, made that paved effort. the way. There. They have paved the way. Yes. Are we having fun yet? Right, should we frag? Sure. Yeah, cool. Got your, got your frag cards that you never use? Yep. Let's start with fun. Go. Yeah, it was fun because you've got all the elements of lots of different games, really, haven't you? So, like, I like the story part of it and the choose-your-own-adventure part of it. Yep. Then you've got your little challenges as well, and mm -hmm. they're all different. So you, it breaks up. It's not just the cards and the story, which probably would be all right on their own anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've got the items to collect as well, and you've got this sort of countdown element of this building this wall. Um, so, do you know what? I'll say four. I went for but four. But it's just slightly simpler. I mean, it's... as a, oh, because it's a family game, I'm not saying it's simple. No. But it's got its limits in that sense that it can't be too overly complicated. I guess, but then what... But obviously, there's enough variety. We've only seen a small selection of yeah. the mini games because we, you know, this is our first playthrough, etc. If it wasn't a family, like how complicated could the mini games well, get? Do you think? Loads of complex. Yeah, you could add loads of elements, couldn't you? Like what? I don't know. Okay, are we talking I like you know those really complicated like cracker puzzles where there's two bits of twisted metal? You know, like the Crystal Maze board game where oh, yeah, you've got that ball bearing and you've got to like bed. It reminds me of the Crystal <laughs> Maze board game a little bit where you've got your little mini challenges. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's more complicated than yes. this. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a simplified version of Crystal Maze. Yeah, no, that works. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm. Um, replayability. Mm, well, that's sort of along the same lines. Yeah. Um, it, it's like a fun... It is a good... I can see this as a good party game of like a few people. Yeah. Um, what, was it, what was it again? <laughs> what do you mean? Fun and replayability. replayability. Sorry. Oh God, are you okay, hun? I'm really tired today. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I can okay. play this game when I'm really Sorry, sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, why we lost. Re replayability, yeah? Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Resayability. Resayability. Um, again, that, yeah, same lines. Enough variety to keep you going for a little bit. Yes. But I think once you've done the stories, obviously then what do you do? You sort of know the story. You could do different choices, but I feel like whatever choices you have never I mean you're not going to get comp wildly different game no so what number are you going for oh uh, <laughs> no, you are tired I'm actually going to say three okay yeah I'm, I went for four again I think we score quite high all the time we score like threes and fours and fives it's true and everyone else does like twos and threes all our negative guests yeah people yeah. don't like we are quite generous <laughs> I know so maybe we should be a little we're, more, a bit more judgmental no but we're nice and positive no but, no, but that means means when we do score something low like <laughs> epic pvp oh yeah we mean it you know yeah. we mean it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i went for four 
I think I think you're right, but it's like once you've completed the story, but it's gonna take a few goes to get to the end of this koala story because are they all koala stories? No. Uh-huh. There's uh, a koala one, a robot one, and a something else one. Anyway, you know, even if we did the exact same route, we might perform differently on the challenges. And I don't know, like, how many routes to the end are there? Is there only one route that successfully gets you to rescue this bitch and you win? Or are there multiple ways to get... You know, it's going to take a few plays to try that, you know, to to Mm. work that out. And there's three stories. So however many times it takes you to do koala land, you've got the same twice more but also each story just comes in its own lovely little box with the cards so i can see if they wanted to release expansions you'd just have that little box wouldn't you with a new story pack yeah of cards. really easy to do yeah because you know as long as they can keep thinking of shapes to make with your tangrams and ways to use the puck and ways to do the thing they can just keep making different stories can't they and even periodically i imagine i mean it has potential another expansion for example they could just release some more tiles some different shaped tiles for your peril mountain make that a bit more interesting or a different type of puzzle you know maybe there's some you know you just get another set of tiles that do something different it's it's easily expandable yeah. uh, easily so that's why i've gone for a four i can see the potential uh, to expand on what we've got and in the base set you know it's going to take us a good chunk of of goes until we've exhausted all three stories and all the possibilities so yes aesthetic um well there's no board true which will be a waste of materials probably yes uh so cards well i minimalistic it's a nice design yeah again uh very i mean the box is amazing the box is uh, very the illustrations pretty. Illustrations are nice, um, and if you, it's it's a bit, yeah, child friendly, isn't it? It is, but if you compare, bright, so obviously bright colours. Our koala one was all like greens and yellows yeah, and jungle. Oh, okay. So you've got oh, um, you've got different things. Skyscraper like caper is like batteries mm. and like. Um, Cogs and so I think each story is very thematically. It is like a like you could see a kids like a children's storybook with these kind of design and illustration and fonts. It's all very friendly fonts. Yes. And round shapes and yeah, yeah. it's and like the, the coding's very clear. Yeah, it's you not know. like Arkhamora or something, is it? There's only three you know, symbols. The sun's a little like a happy compass sun. for a location, exclamation mark for an event, question mark like for an skull item. is like a kitty skull. It's not like like a horrible a horror flesh melted off your yeah, face yeah you know, <laughs> so yeah it's very like I'm trying to think of like a children's book that it's like um, I don't know Dora the Explorer no no okay. <laughs> um, but no I know what you mean it's Dora like... the Explorer meets um, like uh, Robinson Crusoe I was going to say it reminds <laughs> me of the owl and the pussycat <laughs> yeah yeah really? sort of like um, it's just nice nice yeah inoffensive yeah but do you you know, I don't know why the word I want to use is like chunky. You know, like kids. Yeah, stuff. like this wall is like big purple shapes. Like yeah. Kiddie. And the, the shuffleboard is, is like, nice and thick. Like a kid's game. Yeah. Like kids' shapes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. But I think it just, yeah, it looks but it's not, yeah, yeah. pretty. It's all, yeah. you know, like rainbow colours. Primary. So, yeah, give me a number. Amazing. I'm going to give it a three. 
Oh. After saying all that. Wow. Oh, well, I, okay. only because we've had some other stunning games. That no, I'm that's true. Fine. I went so for a five because I really liked oh it. Oh, my God. But so, obviously, that makes an average of four. <laughs> that's fine. I just think it's pretty and cute. Mm. Sometimes you need a bit. Like you said, comparing it to all the serious games we've got, you just need something that's chunky and cute. Mm. You can imagine. I know this is horrible, and if this ever happened, I would die. But you can imagine, like, you know, these, you could imagine these, you know, like a kid would just put it in its mouth, and it would just be all, like, nice and chunky, and you couldn't damage it. And like, what even is it? Is it made of wood? I don't know. <laughs> it's not sustainable material, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just nice and chunky it's not and wood. good. It's like sort of weird plastic. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, okay, right. Gameplay. Well, okay, yeah. Easy to pick up. Yes. Um, Because you were explaining what we had to do while I was sitting on the podcast stuff, and I literally was not listening to you, but then I sat down to play it and I got it straight away. Wow, so, thank heavens. <laughs> so even after, ex- like, I didn't need anyone explaining anything, we just started playing and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Just picked it up without anything. So, yeah, gameplay five yeah you can't really complain about it or there's no negativeness to say about it i'm gonna go for a four just because there's one assumption that it makes right that you could find yourself so these things like 40 seconds 30 seconds yeah it's assuming you have a method of timing. Of timing, oh, whatever. Uh, well, no. Yeah, I have a method. I can count to 40. I suppose. I just... <laughs> One. I suppose. Two, yes, all right. Like, all the family can join in. Yep. Yeah, I know, but it's the modern times. It's I know. The 21st century. I know. Everybody can have no, that's a true. count to 40. I just feel like, obviously, okay, you wouldn't be able to get around it with the different amount of seconds but you know just a, si- a sand timer that would be more thematically yeah, sand timer would be nice if it was like yellow you know, or green you've got till sand. the end of the yeah. sand timer to do this challenge yeah or whatever but, but so that's, that's just a moment that would be in a plastic container and it would not be you could make it out of bamboo a bamboo it wouldn't be see through though would it to see the sand inside glass that would be too expensive <laughs> alright well sorry I'm sorry what did you give it a five I can't remember oh uh, no no you gave it a five no, no I you gave it a four I gave it a five yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm very sleepy. Yeah, and dear listener, it's it's quarter to ten. Right. <laughs> um. Anyway, right. That gives it a frag of sixteen. Yeah, it didn't do too bad. No, that's good. So, how did you hear about it again? I just saw it on Twitter. You know, Big Potato Games was. You know, here's our latest mm. thing. What else do they make? Other things? Big Potato. They have we played a Big Potato before? Have done. I want to say Bucket of Doom. Oh, that's very different then. Um, Although I think they've used the same font. (laughs) (laughs) We do love a good font. Okay. Um, so it's sort of party-ish games they do then, is it? Yeah. Uh, I want to say... I've definitely got one because it came with a sticker and I've already got a big potato sticker on... Mm. I'm going to look it up. It's not like that island one, is it? Because that's what it reminds that me of. That because... island one, mm. which could be, be more specific. Mm. We've played a few island ones. In fact, I think like we had like three episodes in a row that were island, <laughs> <laughs> island-based. <laughs> so, come on, which island oh, one? I don't know. Okay, don't know. that's helpful. Do you need to sleep? Oh, don't get got is Big Potato. Ah, right. They did do Bucket of Doom. Well, times fun equals progress. Okay, was it a win or not? Um, I'm going to say yes. Hey, that means it's 70-29. Obviously, that does mean we've lost our cheeky 69 on there. But 70 to the gamers. Well done. There's a win. Okay. Well, I've been Phil. 
I've been Mark. And remember, non-relinquum in Arca Aperculo. You can find us on Facebook at Organised Fun Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Fun Organised. And don't forget, check out Earth Rising on Kickstarter. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ludophiles. Now it's time when we stop. Good night. <laughs>